if you think about God's presence for a moment, you'll find in the Bible that when God's presence showed up, there was peace. When God's presence showed up, there was blessing. When God's presence showed up, there was healing. Come on, can anybody say amen? amen. When God's presence showed up, there was joy. In his presence is what? In his presence is what? Fullness of joy. We're carriers of his presence. We have to praise him by faith. We have to know that he's with us. We need to never doubt again. God's presence is threefold, just like God is. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. His presence is threefold, just like man is, spirit, soul, and body. His presence is threefold. His presence is omnipresent, meaning he's everywhere all the time. Can you say amen? amen? His presence is all around us. That's omnipresent. His presence is in us. That's his indwelling presence through the Holy Spirit. And his presence shows up on the scene at the right time might seem late to you, but he's always on time. That's called the manifest presence of God. We have the omnipresence. He is everywhere all the time. Everybody feels it. Everybody feels him in some way, even the unsaved. Everyone has had a moment when they felt divine reaching out to their humanity. God is omnipresent. When you get born again, he comes to live inside of you through the new birth. And that is God's dwelling presence. He dwells inside of you. He's not coming out. He's never coming out. He's never leaving you or forsaken you. Can anybody say a good Christmas? Amen. amen. But when you pray and believe you have received it, the Bible says it shall be granted to you when you pray and believe you receive it. That's faith in the invisible. But he says, and it will be granted to you. That is the manifestation of God's glory, the manifestation of the impossible. If there's just one here today, if there's just one person here today, that will ask him boldly for one of his promises. If there's just one person here today that will ask him boldly for his promise. I believe today the manifest presence of God is going to show up in the answer to your prayer. Who's that going to be here today? Who's that going who's believing that God can do a miracle in your life today? Who's that one? Who's going to be that one person? Who's going to be that one? If it's going to be, it's going to be me. Somebody needs to say if it's going to be, it's going to be me.
presence of God. Matthew chapter 18, I want to read this to you. Verse 18, verse 20. I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so serious, but it says here in verse 18 in the Message Bible, take this most seriously. <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to be so serious, but take this more seriously. Take this most seriously. He says a yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. You know what that means? That means we're all going to get what we believe for. We're all going to get what we believe. If you believe in the yes, heaven says yes. If you believe it's no, heaven says no. Notice heaven does not dictate. Heaven does not determine the yes or the no. A yes on earth. Earth determines whether it's a yes to God. Earth determines whether somebody's going to say yes, amen to the promise of God. Earth determines that. God's already said yes. So he's looking for you to come into agreement. A yes on earth is a yes in heaven. A no on earth is a no in heaven. Someone said, oh, I don't believe that could ever happen. I exactly. Well done. Good and faithful servant. You got exactly what you believed. Oh, I believe God's going to show up mightily today. Amen. Congrats. You will see him mightily. You will see him mightily. I believe God is in this place. Oh, yeah, he's in this place. You'll feel him. Oh, I really don't believe he's he's here. It's kind of dark. He's probably not here. Somebody missed a note. He's probably not here. One of the band members missed a key. He's probably not here. No, you believe it. Do you believe God is in our midst? Then you will experience his glory. Listen, the answer to big prayers is not reserved for me. The answer to big prayers is God's promise to all of us, to whoever will believe. And what are we supposed to believe? We're supposed to believe we receive it. We're supposed when you pray, believe you have received it. And it should be granted to you. Our job is simply to believe we receive it, whether we see it or not, whether we feel it or not. I believe I've received it. God says it'll be granted. Jesus said it'll be granted to you. And then he says, what you say to one another is eternal. Let's speak love to one another. Let's speak blessing over one another. Can we just do that? Can you just put your hand on someone next to you or in front of you and just say, Keep that verse up and just say, I speak love. I release love. I receive love. I speak blessing. I release blessing. I activate the blessing in the name of Jesus. I receive the blessing and I activate the blessing. And a yes on earth is a yes in heaven. In Jesus name. 
Boy, if we took this more, more seriously, we would pray more. We wouldn't pray more because, oh, God will just be happy with us if we just pray more. No, it's just. It's, It doesn't take a long prayer to be a strong prayer. Sometimes short prayers are far stronger than long ones. Amen. I receive. I, I receive your love today. Receive mine. We receive God's love today. He receives ours. You are a worshiper of Jesus. You are like the Magi. You are like the wise men. You are a worshiper. Don't listen to the devil. I heard the devil telling somebody. I overheard a conversation the devil was having with a few people here today. I heard him say to you, you don't, you don't have any right to lift your hands. Put them down. After your life, after what you've done, after your mistake, after your sin, put it down. Just put it down right now. You're not worthy. You don't deserve to put your. He deserves. God deserves our praise. Tell that devil to shut up. You know there ought to be more. You know, shut up, devil. There ought to be more. Shut up, devils. There ought to be more prayers like just that. Shut up, devil. I wish you'd. I wish you a shut up devil day <laughs> that you would just stay shut up devil and you'll hear him say you're not unworthy shut up devil you're not all that shut up devil I am what God said I am I'm the head and not the tail no you're the tail you're a butt you're the tail you're last you'll never make it you're inferior you're small you're white you're black you're young you're old you're fat you're skinny you're not this you're not that shut up devil you got to say shut up to the devil every time. You're ugly. Shut up, devil. You're uglier. You're so ugly, devil, you'd make a train take a dirt road on the side. Jeez. May your prayers be filled. May your days be filled with shut the devil up, devil. God knows everything. God sees everything. God still blesses. God still anoints you. God's still rewarding you. God is still going to pour out everything he's got on you. He is not holding back from you. You belong. You belong. You belong. You belong. You belong to the family of God. You belong. You belong. The devil's a divider. Shut up, devil. You belong. You rejected. Shut up, devil. I'm not rejected anymore. I'm accepted in the beloved. I belong. That's spiritual warfare. It's not just saying, oh, I see a devil over there. No, I see the devil between our ears. And I tell him, shut up, devil. God knows everything and still wants to bless you. God knows everything about you. Santa does not know. God knows. The father said they were putting out Christmas cookies for Santa on Christmas Eve and he accidentally dropped one. And he said 
his kid, that's not a problem. Just picking it up and dusting it off before putting it back on the plate. And the kid said, you can't do that. The dad said, don't worry, Santa will never know. The child looked at his dad and said, so he knows if I've been bad or good, but he doesn't know if you dropped a cookie on the floor, huh? <laughs> Kids logic, the best. God knows everything. God sees everything. God sees everything you dropped. God sees everything you failed at. God sees everything you messed up. That's why we are here to celebrate Christmas, because Jesus is the arrival of forgiveness. Jesus is the arrival of love. Jesus is the arrival of second chances. Jesus is the arrival of your miracle. Jesus is the arrival of what you don't deserve. Jesus is the, Jesus is the arrival of everything that you ever hoped for imagined or dreamed. If we just learn a few things from some of the people in the Bible, I'll just mention a few and then we'll pray for your miracle. If we would first today believe like Mary, everybody say believe like Mary. The angel said to her, you're going to have a child. He's going to be the son of God. He's going to be Emmanuel. He told her everything about what was going to happen. And Gabriel said in verse 37 of Luke one, for no word from God will ever fail. Can we say that together? Say that no word from God will ever fail. And Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. Be it done to me as you have spoken. May your word to me be fulfilled. She said, be it done unto me according to your word. Come on, let's say that. Say, be it done unto me according to your word, Lord. Believe like Mary. Number two, trust silently like Joseph. You know that um, the father of the earthly father of Jesus, we have absolutely no record of one word that he ever spoke. Couldn't he speak? I'm sure he could. But we need to learn the silence. We need to, we need to learn the trust of silence that it doesn't have to be a thunder, lightning, a hammer, a sound that everybody hears. He said he speaks in a still small voice. Elijah didn't hear him in the thunder, didn't hear him in the earthquake, didn't hear him in the, the powerful sounds of earth. He heard this still small voice. You know, God still speaks in a still small voice. That's why we have to be silent sometimes to listen and to hear. 
He must speak and I must be silent. Through his silence, Joseph invites us to leave room for the presence of God to work without our help. Amen. We need to leave space for silence. We need to leave room for the word to emerge from a moment of silence. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. You don't need a loud voice to tell you when you hear that still small voice. You think you're just making it up. I love you. You hear a little word like that from God. I love you. You say, oh, that's not God. God speaks like you're going to go forth. You're going to go ye 100 miles and turn ye left and take ye a hammer with you. Take ye a shovel with you and you shall dig and you shall find a treasure as you dig, saith the Lord. He doesn't speak like that. He says, I love you. Like, oh, that, that wasn't God. I got you. Ah, that wasn't God. You're a failure. That was God. That was the devil. There's thousands of voices, voices of worry, voices of temptation, voices of confusion, voices of disapproval, voices of rejection. We need to practice listening to the voice of love. How do you know when God's speaking? God is love. When God speaks, he says, I love you. When God says, I love you, he means I'll never break my promise to you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. And I'll never remember your sins ever again. Now, you know, the person next to you is not God. You know why you know that? Because they remember your sins person next to you remembers your sins. <laughs> it's just a joke. Not a good one. I get it. Not a good one. Let's go home, Pastor. We got presents to open. I get it. I get it. Be still, ye soul. God's working in the silence. God's working in you right now. God's working things out for your good. Give him room. Give him some silence. Silence is an awesome offering. It's a beautiful gift. He receives it. Yeah, he calls us to give and be generous and receive and give our offerings. All of that tithe. Silence is an offering too. Lord, I'm just going to be silent today and just trust you. It's trusting silently. So believe like Mary, trust silently like Joseph. Watch over others like the shepherds. See, we can learn from all these guys. The person around you, we are supposed to watch out for one another. You know, the people in your life group, we are supposed to watch over the flock. 
You know, the people that come visit us to church and first time people, second time, a thousandth time, we're supposed to watch over their souls. We're supposed to. It says that in Luke two, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. They're keeping watch over their flocks. We're God's flock. He's keeping watch over us. Let's keep watch over one another. Did you hear what God was saying yesterday to us that God's presence has progressed throughout history, starting in the Garden of Eden, then a burning bush, then the tabernacle in the wilderness. And, um, what was the what was the next one? Temple. The the altar, the ah, the Ark of the Covenant. Thank you. And then the temple of God and then a man, Jesus, and then us. His presence moves into us when we accept Jesus. And then us together, where two or three are gathered as the church. There I am in the midst of them. God's presence has progressed to this body of people. God is here. We need to watch out for one another. There is no room for gossip. There is no room for negativity. There is no room for criticizing. There is no room for judging. There is no room for self-righteousness. There is no room for hate. There's only room for love. Watch over one another. If something were to happen to me, every one of you needs to say, I'll help pastor this church. I'll help watch over God's flock before anything bad happens to me, because I'm not believing for anything bad to happen to me. But won't you join me to watch over the flock, not to lord it over them and tell people what to do? It's a flock. People are sheep. Sheep are the only animal that we know of that when they are turned over, they can't turn themselves back over. They need the shepherd to come and turn them back over. They won't follow just anyone. They'll follow a shepherd or They'll easily follow a wolf in sheep's clothing that pretends to be. But, you know, the real ones stay, you know, the real ones make it through the real ones stick around the real shepherds. They're not coming and going. They're not looking for something better, looking for better sheep. There are no better sheep. We're all sheep. Listen to me. We can just have a little Christmas service. I, I get it. We've had a lot of those, but there's always been miracles. But I want us to be changed this Christmas. I want us to be changed. I want us to realize we're carriers. You don't have to be a leader to be a carrier. You're a carrier of God's presence. And you can either allow the aroma of God's presence to be what's shared through your life, or you can allow the aroma of your pain to be what's shared through your life. Choose God's presence over your pain. Life hurts sometimes, but we're meant 
to look out for one another, to watch over one another. God said to Cain, where's your brother? I mean, God knew. But Cain, Cain said, am I my brother's keeper? The answer was obviously yes. You are your brother's keeper. You are. You are your brother's keeper. We need one another. We need one another. Watch over. Let's be like believe like Mary. Trust silently like Joseph. Watch over one another like the shepherds. You know, the angel said, don't be afraid to these shepherds. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy, which will be to all people. Shepherds understand these promises of God's good news and salvation is for all people. No one is going to be left out. I know we're supposed to. I'm sorry if I'm not bringing the Christmas cheer. I'm trying to bring. If you hear, I'm just trying to get you to hear. If you hear what I'm saying, you'll have cheer all day, the rest of the day. You'll have cheer the rest of your life. I bring you good news of great joy. This good news frees us from fear and it's for all the people. God leaves no one out who wants to accept him. So what do we learn? We're going to believe like Mary. Everybody say believe like Mary. Trust silently like Joseph. Watch over others like shepherds. Give outrageously like the wise men. That's good. You repeated it. That was the first time I said it. You're already on it. Well done. Give outrageously like the wise men, the magi. In Matthew 2 11, it says, They entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. And how was their worship expressed? They opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. These were the these are the tools of the trade for these magi. They used gold, frankincense and myrrh, yet they are symbolic and they all speak of Jesus. But they also were the things that these men valued the most. They valued the most and they used these things the most in their profession. And yet they opened their treasure chests and poured out on Jesus gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. You see, I know somebody will make fun of this or make a bad video about this, but Jesus wasn't broke. From the time he was a baby, people started bringing him gifts. You think he didn't use those? You didn't think, you know, Mary and Joseph were like, mm, we're blessed. Look at our son. We have what we need to raise him. We have everything we need right here. We got the gold, we got the frankincense, and then we got the myrrh. They weren't greedy. They were selfless people, but they took good care of Jesus. They took good care of him. They gave him everything. I'm sure he had all of this when he grew up. These were faithful people, Joseph and Mary, but they were ordinary people. And we can be like them, too. And God can use us. Listen, God used Joseph and Mary to bring Jesus into this earth the first time, but he's using you and me to bring him to the earth the second time. 
if we'll believe like Mary, if we'll trust silently like Joseph, if we'll watch over others like shepherds, if we'll give outrageously like the wise men, and if we praise him like the angels, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host, verse 13, of, says that suddenly this great company of angels appeared praising God and saying glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those upon whom his favor rests. Luke 2. All at once in the night sky, the Passion Translation says, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God, singing, glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. Man, when we follow these signals, these, these roadmap markings, believe like Mary, I take you at your word, Lord. Trust silently like Joseph. Shut your mouth and trust the miracle is on its way. If we'll watch over others and know we are brother's keeper. We are meant to serve one another and help one another move forward. We're going to be generous like these magi. We're going to open our treasures. We're going to open. You say, I don't have much of a treasure. Where your treasure is, there is your heart also. Everyone has a treasure. Everyone has talents. Everyone has treasures. Everyone has time. If you open your heart and say, God, this next season of my life, here are my treasures. Here are my talents. Here is my time. I will watch over. I will be a life group leader. Or I'll start out as a life group member and become a life group leader. I'll be a soul winner. I'll tell the story. He who is wise wins souls. These wise men win souls. It says he who is wise wins souls. These wise men, what marked their life was outrageous generosity and unashamed preaching of the gospel. They were the first evangelists to tell the story. God gives you blessing to be a blessing. God gives you blessing to share. And let's love like Jesus loves. If we believe like Mary believed, if we trust silently like Joseph, if we watch over others like shepherds, if we give outrageously like wise men. If we praise God like angels, if we love like Jesus, we'll change the world. We'll change the world. We're going to give and pray now and very simple. There should be a card near your seat where you can say, what is the miracle you're believing for? And you can either put it in an envelope with an offering, our special Christmas offering. You don't have to give today. You never have to give. We get to give. It's a privilege to give. It's our honor to give. And we've received hundreds and not thousands of prayers from people 
that have sent in the miracle that they're believing for. And we want to pray for them, want to pray for you. So if you want to just fill that card out, it's a little card that says a miracle I'm believing for. It doesn't have to be one miracle only, but start with one and be specific. Don't just say peace in the world. <laughs> right? I mean, peace in the world is a great prayer, but it, it, be specific. You have not because you ask not. Amen. And then there's a Christmas offering envelope. You are the God who performs miracles. Psalm 77, verse 14. You are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Psalm 77, verse 14. Say that. Heavenly Father, you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. Amen. That's such a beautiful verse. Love that verse. So you can put the offering put the card in the offering envelope, kind of got to, I don't know, maybe fold it a little, slip it in there like that. <laughs> just flip it in there somehow. Just put, it. <laughs> put it in the offering or bring it to the altar and pray for your miracle. Listen to this verse as we close. Maybe you're like, the only miracle I need is to see other people get saved. Help us. By the way, we had our missionary um, in Haiti. Four of their team members, four of our team members through our mission missionary in Haiti, um, Bobby and Sherry, who we hope are watching and love. We have a church, Miracle Church, Life Changers Church in Miracle Village in Haiti. They had four of the team members kidnapped and he reached out to me today. Bobby reached out to me today, said yesterday, 4 p.m. They were released. All of the people that were kidnapped were released. So praise God for that. Praise God for that. And so we're just blessed to hear that and to know that in verse 10 of Jeremiah 33 in the message Bible, you're going to look at this place. God says you are going to look at this place these empty, desolate towns of Judah and streets of Jerusalem. And you're going to say a wasteland unlivable Chicago. How could there be a revival there? Hoffman Estates. How could there be a revival there? Not even a dog could live here in Hoffman Estates. Not even it's unlivable. You could say, but the time is coming when you're going to hear laughter and celebrate as soon as I say you're dismissed is when we're going to hear some laughter and celebration. But the time is coming when you're going to hear laughter and celebration, marriage festivities, people exclaiming and they'll be saying this. Thank God of the angel armies. He's so good. He said his love never quits as they bring thank offerings into God's temple. God says, I'll restore everything that was lost in this land. I'll make everything as good as new. Listen to what he says. He said, this is what we will say, even though it looks desolate. Does your financial situation look desolate? Does your family situation look desolate? Does your health look desolate? Does reaching this world that's full of war, finding a way to get the gospel to this world, does it look desolate? Do, does, do, do you look desolate sometimes? Do I look desolate sometimes? Do we feel like we're, we don't have what we need sometimes? Yes, we feel that sometimes. But we are going to exclaim, the day, he says, the day will come, the time has come when we're going to begin to laugh, we're going to begin to celebrate, we're going to begin to have festivities, and we're going to begin to shout and declare, thank God. 
God of the angel armies. He's so good. His love never quits as they bring thank offerings into God's temple. Listen, he is telling us the secret to joy includes generosity. It includes when it looks desolate, bring a thank offering anyway. When it looks desolate, thank him anyway. When it looks hopeless, give anyway. When it looks like there's no harvest, plant your seed anyway. Be a person who says, thank God of the angel armies. He's so good and his love never quits. Who can say that with me? He's so good. And his love never quits. It says as they bring thank offerings into God's temple. Someone says, Pastor, are you using that scripture to help encourage us to give? Absolutely. Why would we try to come up with some new idea when the Bible tells us clearly when we bring an offering, we're giving God thanks. We're giving God something to work with. He says, I'll restore everything that was lost. Amen. I bless everyone. <laughs> Might as well join all of them on our knees. Come on, let's stand together. It's going to give you a chance. No problem. Thank you. Come on, let's pray together. And you who are watching online, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for allowing us to be a little different this Christmas and let the service flow a little different, a little more quietly, a little more silently, a little silent night in the morning. Amen. But God is working in the silence. God is working in the quiet. We get insecure sometimes when it's too quiet. You get insecure sometimes when it's too silent, but God sees our silence as an offering too. our praise is an offering. Our giving is an offering, but our silence is too. silent trust. I'm not going to say a word because I know God is working. I'm not going to say anything negative because I know God is working behind the scenes. I know God is putting it together. I know life is happening for me, not to me. I know Romans 8:28 is undefeated. For God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. I know Romans 8:28 is undefeated. I know there is power in silence. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, touch every person, heal every body. Restore every broken heart, every broken soul, every broken family. Restore them. Restore what has been lost. Restore what the enemy took. Restore what the devil stole. Restore what we robbed ourselves of. Restore the time that we wasted. Restore that. In a day, you can turn it all around. Why not today? If Jesus could be born miraculously to a virgin, you can do it, Lord. If you did it once, you do it again. You'll use us. You'll restore us. You'll turn years of frustration around in a moment. You'll, you'll turn decades of pain into 
power. You'll turn our silence into the supernatural. You'll turn our sadness into joy. You'll turn our sickness into health, healing and blessing. You'll turn our lack into your abundance. You're the God of miracles. You do miracles. You're the same yesterday, today and forever. In Jesus name. Lord, there's somebody in here that's believing you for their family salvation. Lord, hear our prayer. We know you already heard it, but now we just say thank you. Lord, there's somebody with sickness, disease, cancer. We push it back. We re reject it. We curse cancer. We curse every form of disease and sickness that is represented in this room, represented online, represented in our families and loved ones. And we curse it from the root up and we declare Jesus is our healer. Jesus. By his stripes, we are healed. We thank you for miracle. We thank you for tumors disappearing today. We thank you, Father, for broken hearts restored today, healed today. Broken dreams, shattered dreams coming back together. More beautiful than the original dream. We speak ideas, witty inventions, concepts, breakthroughs. We speak the miraculous. We say, be it done unto us according to your word. We believe like Mary. We trust like Joseph. We praise like angels. We give like wise men. We love like Jesus. We watch over one another like shepherds. We just we rise to our true worth and our true potential, Lord. We rise today through the miracle of Jesus birth. Lord, there's God, there's some mothers here that are just devastated by something that's happened in their families. Lord, heal that mother with your love like you told John to take care of your mother. We take care of these mothers right now. We take care of these mothers by speaking life over them and whatever's devastated them is being fixed and healed and whatever has disappointed them is turning around for your glory. You're turning it around for good, Lord. We invite you, the God of the turnaround, to turn it around. We invite you, God of restoration, restore. We prophesy over the dry bones, come to life. We prophesy over our families, be saved. We prophesy over our bodies, be healed. We prophesy over every person here, be empowered with the spirit of God and the spirit of revival and the spirit of joy and the spirit of God's peace. We speak to every trauma that has penetrated our brains, our hearts, our muscular system, our 
nervous system. In the name of Jesus, we heal that trauma right now. We heal trauma and post-traumatic stress disorder. We speak restoration and healing right now. Unfinished business. We thank you for finishing it, Lord. Things we gave up on. Thank you, Lord. You haven't given up on them. Prayers we forgot we prayed. Thank you, Father. You haven't forgotten any of them. Thank you, Father, that you heard us. Thank you, Father, that you said yes. Thank you, Father. We say amen. We believe you, the God of miracles. Say that. We believe you, the God of miracles, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we receive every miracle that has been written, that has been prayed, that has been forgotten. Every miracle that you've ever done for anybody else, you will do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's praise our God today. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Come on, somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. Hallelujah! Don't wait for the band to sing it. Don't wait for the singers to do it. Come on, let's give him praise today. Come on, let's praise like the angels. Let's praise like the angels. Let's praise like the angels. Come on, somebody give praise like the angels. Somebody praise him like the angels. Come on. Woo! Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. I know it's like old school church, but look, this is how things are done. This is how miracles happen. Plant a seed, lift a hand, give them a shout, love one another, give generously, watch over one another, be people that actually believe God can use you. Amen. Now in the words of Jesus, when a man was healed and he wanted to follow Jesus everywhere he went, in Mark chapter 5, Jesus said these two words that I say to you again, go home. Oh, get some of our merch on your way out. Get up. Don't give up. Life changers. Who needs a winter hat? Says stay with it. I'm going to just fling it. Whoever, this is a cool hat. I, got, I want to keep this, but I'm throwing it. If you don't want it, give it away. What's this one? Frosted. What is this? Candle. Life changers candle. I'm not going to throw this because I don't want a lawsuit. I already got people that are mad at me for throwing things. You want a candle? Come on, get this candle. All right. You look so beautiful. Okay, we got some. Oh, man, are these our socks? Hip. These are hip socks. Happy and perfect people. Maybe we should just give one to somebody, one to somebody else. And the Lord will put you together. Who's believing for a spouse? Glory. I pray for you. And gee, somebody's believing for a spouse. Somebody here's believing for a house. Whatever you're believing for, I agree with you. Joseph's going to give them away to somebody. And uh, somebody go deep. Somebody go deep for this tumbler. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm just going to hand this off to somebody. Woo! Woo! Glory. Hey, I love you guys. Go home. Go home. You're dismissed. We love you. Love you. Love you. Go home. You're dismissed. See you. See, I'm thinking like a champion. I'm back here. If you anybody's.